Welcome to Things That Got Wrong, your general trivia podcast with a healthy dose of internet media things. I'm Ryan Bott. I'm Rachel Miller. I'm Stuart Hopkins. And it is a new year. Cue kazoo noises. I think I think they're the same noises as blowing those like things that you blow at parties. <laughs> no, I mean it's the same kind of sound as like the things that unwrap as you blow into them. The Which are also sound. Paper kazoos? I think they're paper kazoos. <laughs> is that what they're called? I have no idea. Now I need to know. I just know they sound very similar. <laughs> no, kazoos are like a. Oh, well, I, I, I know, I know what kazoos are, but the paper things sound very similar. Right, right. So are they? Oh, they're they're party horns. That's what they are. Party horns. Party horns. <laughs> I would not guess that ever. I am sorry, dear listeners. Party you will be disappointed when you ask me what one of those are as a trivia question, and I will say a kazoo. A kazoo, right. I'm going to go to a metal concert and just throw the party horns in the air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, dude. What's Sorry. that? <laughs> no, I was just, I can't, I can't imagine that without, like, you know, throwing your, like, the devil's, you know, like, the horns in the air sign or whatever, but then the streamers, like, go out, <laughs> like, every time that you do it. <laughs> That's so silly. That would fit in well. But yeah, uh, New Year. I mean, we're already off to a, a hot mess in, in, my, in my world. Yeah. Uh, what's going on? <laughs> well, so I don't know. I'm just like, my big goal more than anything this year going into it was I have little goals of like more books and like monthly goals and stuff that I want to try to hit. But like, really, for me, it was like, I want to get back to traveling. And traveling more and doing more stuff post pandemic and then queue up holidays and Omicron. And it's like, no, you just sit back down. Don't worry about that right now. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, all right, well, strike one is like, at least I will be able to focus on my health and everything will be good. (laughs) You almost having to cancel this recording because I had a ex extremely painful night uh, of dental pain uh which i think is related to a some kind of infection possibly of a root canal or something of the variety and uh, almost thinking i need to go to urgent care or something at 2 a.m last night which has calmed down i was able to which also scared me because again with omicron stuff and you know i hope that it's not as bad as news things make it seem in every you know every like every place on the planet (laughs) but i was like how do you go to a doctor right now yeah everything is impossible right (laughs) um yeah oh man that's so are you okay (laughs) yeah i'm good i sort of mostly getting a seeing a specialist in endodontist i think is the term endodontrix I don't think that's right. That's what I remember calling it growing up when I had to have surgery for one. Anyways, (laughs) I don't know. Things things are off to a rocky start, but uh, not the worst it could be. We're still doing a show. Things are all right. Not the worst it could be. Q Ryan curled up last night. Right. (laughs) Q serious pain. (laughs) Ryan, I think that is the trauma talking. It might be the show title. <laughs> might be the, sh- the trauma talking. It's like um, I have recently gotten into TikTok. Yeah. Oh I'm a no! Late. Oh my gosh! I only watch things. I don't post anything. Right. Because right. I don't post anything on my social media. But I am liking the thing that is going around. The people are like, "What has your job given you? Emotional trauma." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh does anyone gosh. have any uh, any New Year's or? Are you guys like any big re- resolutions or anything like that that are fun? I don't have anything in particular, I'd say. Um, I always make plans to do things all year and stuff, but <laughs> I, it, it's not that I can't. It, life gets in the way is <laughs> basically mm-hmm. the best way to put it. Things get in the way and I can't end up getting to the things that I set out to do at the beginning of the year. Plus, also, I'm so wishy-washy that like... I don't know. I changed my mind halfway through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that happens a lot. I think last year, I don't remember if it was last year at some point, but I think we asked you a similar question and you were just like, 
I don't know. I got like stuff in the basement. I got to figure out or something, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is still like in turmoil right now too. So like, <laughs> it'll yeah. get there. I'll do what I can when I can is pretty much the, the goal. <laughs> yeah. Right now. My goal is no teeth pain. Uh, yeah. And a good year of show. We got a, we cranked out. We hit every episode last year as we were supposed to, or as we, you know, make our goal for the show and everything. And, it was amazing and a lot of listener support and everything. And uh, I'm just going to keep rolling with that. Heck yeah. I think I can do that. I think. I don't know if it's in our control. <laughs> I, we just have to do this part. No, we haven't made any sacrifices lately to any, you know, greater deities. <laughs> so we're going to just see. We're just rolling the dice, really. Just rolling as eats funny. Just <laughs> rolling a d20. Do we- <laughs> Do we have any modifiers? I hope we have modifiers. <laughs> we might have modifiers based on how funny we've been recently. Um, oh, God. <laughs> whether we are not rolling an advantage again because we have made no sacrifices. I was going to say, God. let's go through the list here. Intelligence? No, not me. <laughs> not me. Rachel has the intelligence, but... <laughs> I, I Well, is intelligence book smarts or street smarts? Book smarts. Wisdom is street smarts. Okay, I have book smarts. I have book smarts. I have a zero. Actually, I have negatives in wisdom. <laughs> I have negative negatives to street smarts. You have strong constitution. <laughs> Whether it's wrong or right, it is determined. Like <laughs> <laughs> It has been decided. <laughs> oh my Pretty gosh. much. Uh, yeah, I don't know what modifiers are, but if we roll a d20, it comes up 83, because this is the 83rd ever episode. Uh, no intelligence How? needed for that. And uh, we have a lot needed for that. <laughs> six rounds of trivia for all three of us to play, uh, double complete round robin rainbow style. And uh, we'll earn points and vie for uh, all the lack of tooth pain in the world. There we go. I like this. We can buy for that. Yeah. yeah this applies to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so if we're ready, we'll start as always bringing in 2022 uh, or starting off, not bringing in, kicking off. Stu kicking is bringing in 2022. <laughs> Sweet. Thank you. Awesome. Uh, it's a new year. And so I have a new round for you two. All right. Uh, it's obviously it's experimental. It's brand new. Um, but I found these when I was perusing different questions and I thought that there was too interesting not to try around around, um, around on. There we go. Around, 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 around. Uh, (laughs) so this round is called kangaroo words. Uh, kangaroo words are a word in English or like in the English language that contains a synonym for itself within the word that's spelled in order. So it might skip a couple of letters, you know, there might be letters in between, um, but the word contains itself. And so like an example would be respite contains the word rest. Got it. Oh, it's a, okay, it, this should be fine. Wait, what it makes might, a kangaroo word? Because the thing is inside of it. Well? It's, no, it's, it's in a pouch. It's in a pouch. It's so a joey. It's inside of itself. Oh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah um, that too. <laughs> So the roux and kangaroo, you're lo- I want the roux from the kangaroo, essentially. <laughs> but there right. might be letters in between the roux. We're stealing babies here. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so, yeah. So once again, uh, kangaroo word is English word that contains a synonym, a synonym for itself within the word, um, but it might have letters or characters uh, in between the okay. spelling. But it is spelled in the right order, though. An example of this would be respite contains the word rest. And so, yeah, I'm looking for the synonym. Uh, okay. So the first one we're going to go with is the word observe. Rachel? Rachel. Right. C? That is correct. Yeah. Okay. C. Nice. Woo. Two points to Rachel. I like this round. I see. I get this. Okay, cool. <laughs> awesome. It's, it, there's not a lot to you know, kick off the question. It just is what it is. Uh, yeah. I, so... Okay, and the word I, I get it being a synonym because I also saw like serve, observe, like you know all the words yeah. that could come into it. Okay, right, right, but it has to be a synonym of the original word. Got it. Nice question number two: destruction. I'm gonna hope that writing these letters down is okay. Oh, absolutely! I thoroughly. Inc- I mean, I would. <laughs> destruction. A synonym for destruction. Huh. Yeah. 
And like destruct isn't the word, right? Correct. Yes. It's not like a sub version of that word. It is a, it is a legitimate synonym for the okay. word. There's no E or a Y. So it's not destroy. Yeah. And remember it's, it's in the right order, right? So like the synonym right. that you're looking for is spelled in the right order. I have no idea. Okay. Um, I know it's hard to determine like what we do for the clock here. So yeah. Um, yeah. I don't have anything that makes sense to me here. Okay. Can you give us a first letter? Uh, sure. That would be the letter R for one point. Oh. So it begins with R. So you can cut off the whole D-E-S-T. Interesting. That's a cool way to do that, actually. Uh, yeah, that actually works really well. Thank you, Rachel. <laughs> All right, so we're looking for a synonym of the word destruction that begins with the letter R, and it's contained inside the word destruction. Ruction. <laughs> is it rut? It is not rut, no. Rachel, do you have any guesses? I have no idea. Okay, this would be the word ruin. R-U-I-N. Oh, oh my gosh, oh. that's brilliant. That is there. <laughs> I know, it's... <laughs> Letters in between will definitely get you. Uh, it's hard to, nice. you know, it's hard to get that. Yeah. Nice. No points on that one. Uh, but we'll move on to question number three here. The word is plagiarist. We're looking for a synonym of the word plagiarist within that word. I don't remember how to spell plagiarism. That would no. It's just plagiarist, but I'll spell it for you. It's P L A, G I A, R I S T. Thank you. I had it. I definitely spelled it wrong. <laughs> no, that's okay. And I guess, yeah, like it's totally, le it's legitimate to, you know, yeah. to spell it out here. The puzzles are hard. Ryan. <laughs> Ryan. Is it liar? It is liar. Hey. Well done. Nice. Well done. Two points to Ryan. I did not have IA in there. So <laughs> I started off with the okay. IE. There's yeah. also an A before the, the other IA. So like that'll throw you off too. Mm -hmm. Well done. Question number four, and the final question of my round. This one's probably the toughest one, so get ready here. The word is rambunctious, and that's spelled R-A-M-B-U-N-C-T-I-O-U-S. Looking for a synonym for the word rambunctious. The heck is the formal definition of rambunctious? <laughs> uh, let me actually look that up for you. It's like energetic. Like yeah, yeah. Like I know how to use it, but I, I guess I don't want to like. Uh, uncontrollably up? exuberant, boisterous. Okay. Mm. I will give you guys just another minute here before I go to the next clue. Yeah, I don't think I have it. Okay. I do not either. Okay. Uh, so I'll actually do it's <laughs> not that this helps very much, uh, but it starts with the letters R A. It's a rather unique word. I did not know how to spell this word until I looked it up. <laughs> I have no idea. No worries. R A U. No, it's not. It's not rowdy. It's not rowdy. Raunchous? No, not Is quite. That even a word. My Raunchy. first thought was um, <laughs> was rabid. Yeah. <laughs> There's no D. Any last minute guesses? Route? Nope, not route. No, I don't have anything. This would be ruckus. R-A-U-C-O-U-S. I did what? I had no idea. I didn't know how to spell it either. That's it was a tough one. How do you spell ruckus? <laughs> I that's what it says. <laughs> yeah, ruckus. Wow. Making or con or constituting a deliberately harsh and loud noise. Boisterous. Insane. No points. That one was definitely wow. tougher. No okay. points on that one. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I didn't know how to spell it either. I wasn't sure if, how easy or difficult this would be, but uh, I, I loved the concept. So <laughs> no, that's awesome. I, I love the round. I'm super. I've, I feel like an idiot. I've only ever seen ruckus spelled with a K. I'm like, what kind of street slang ruckus was I looking at? This whole time? I mean, I didn't know how to spell it either. <laughs> Nice. Well done. So that's, I think that's two points to Ryan and two points to Rachel in that round. Yep. That's what I have. Uh, nice. I, I like that. That's fine. Thanks. And uh, Rachel, it's your round. 
I hope you guys are still into spelling. Yes, let's do this. Because <laughs> my round is also about knowing words. Um, what I've done is I have taken a brand name. I have rearranged it in an anagram, and I want the brand name. Ooh. Ooh. Okay, so brand name anagrams. Okay. So this water brand is well known for having bottles that are red and blue. So if I gave you the name, the word naive, what brand is it? Uh, oh man. Um, I will Ryan. ask you to spell it. <laughs> oh, uh, Ryan. Ryan. It's Evian, I think. E V I E N. Your spelling's wrong, but the brand is right. Okay. E I N. E V I A N. I A I A N. Well done. Naive is spelled N-A-I-V-E. Yeah, that's what I have. Oh, I, So you need an A in the brand. Don't mind me. I'm just your turn. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Okay. This up-and-coming car brand is, is certainly not the same as, this, as what it is an anagram for. The word least. Right. Oh man! Uh, Go ahead, Ryan. This would be Tesla. T E S L A. Yes, yes. This is I even, Tesla. I even wrote that down before you said the word least. And I was like, "Oh, that's a potential one. Like, that's probably what it's going to be." And then, like, I wrote the word least. I was like, "Huh? Let me think about that for like <laughs> God." <laughs> well, this one's going to be very. Uh, the next two are going to be harder. So okay. prep yourselves. This one is a bank, which is curious because it's also an anagram for Mafia Backer. No. Oh. Mafia Backer. No. So M-A-F-I-A-B-A-C-K-E-R-N-O. How many words is the final? Oh, good. Go ahead, Stu. Bank of America? It is Bank of oh. America. Nice job. Thank you. Also identical to Mafia Backer. No. Yeah. <laughs> the, okay, I will say, and this is particularly relevant to question number four, the number of words in the anagram does not necessarily correspond to the number of words in the brand name, but making that number of words is required to make something that makes sense. Okay. So, curious that this anagram is used in conjunction with this brand name particularly this magazine, because the anagram is, oh, cool man tips. <laughs> and uh, it is uh, the letter O, C-O-O-L, M-A-N-T-I-P-S. Um, <laughs> I'm really bad at anagrams. Oh, Stu. Uh, go ahead, Stu. Cosmopolitan. Yeah, this is oh, cosmopolitan. Nice. <laughs> and that's why the anagram's just so I, perfect. I will never read the, the title cosmopolitan without thinking about cool man tips now. Oh. <laughs> like, thank you. <laughs> if you uh, lear- read their romance section, as I will put it, you will read some real <laughs> weird suggestions. <laughs> some really weird man tips. Yeah. This will make your man happy. And you're like, this, would this make anyone happy? Cool man tips. <laughs> oh, cool man tips. <laughs> yep. And that is my round. That also, if awesome. you hang out around Cosmopolitan's website long enough, you might find us in it. Yeah. I was going to yeah. say, yeah, we're featured in a Cosmopolitan article about best podcasts to listen on long road trips. All right. I have it as uh, two points to Rachel, four points to Stu, myself a six. And you guys, I hope you like anagrams. <laughs> We're not allowed. Yes. We we need to coordinate a bit better. <laughs> no, this is great. This is the literary uh, game. So <laughs> I'm throwing down an anagram slam. Yeah, yeah. Where I will give you uh, essentially a definition of two different terms. Uh, those two terms are an anagram of each other, and you need to give me uh, both of those words. And uh, if we need a hint, I can give you the let the number of letters in both of these words. Okay. All right. Question number one. A large envelope and a living, non-human, non-plant creature. 
a large envelope and a living non-human non-plant creature i have one i think i have one but i don't know a large envelope a living non-human non-plant creature what uh, can i get number of letters yeah, it is six letters. Oh, mine's way off. <laughs> okay, I have one of them. Okay, I'll give you two for one point. I have Manila. Uh-huh. And I don't know a word that fits the other category regardless of anagram. I'm not, <laughs> so, this was literally, uh, this was basically point blank the definition for this one. Uh, you got a large manila envelope oh, man. and a large, not, or, uh, sorry, a living non-human non-plant creature would be an animal. Well done. Non-human non-plant creature. I wish you could see my face right now. <laughs> <laughs> I went straight to mushroom. And so I was working with that. <laughs> It's a non-human, non-plant to... creature. It's its own phylum. <laughs> like, I was trying to think of a different, like a different way to, re- to like a synonym for insect. Uh, <laughs> this fun guy is non-human. <laughs> All right, one point to Rachel there. Question number two: the head of the poker table, the front runner of a race. Stew. Stew. Dealer and leader. That is it. Dealer and nice. leader. Head of a poker table, front runner of a race. All right, two points of stew there. Question number three. A word that often predates thank you. State atop a pillow. Could you repeat that one? Yeah. Uh, yeah, a little uh, a more creative wording. This one's probably my favorite one. A word that often predates thank you and state atop a pillow probably more correct to say a word that often precedes thank you yeah something about three dates sounds fun and then state thank atop you a pillow state atop a pillow i i like i legitimately cannot get my word my my mind around that phrase i can't either i like it does i like the yeah <laughs> i i have i have the first one but the second yeah. one i just honestly don't understand it's one of those you're either going to like how clever and simple it is or you're going to hate me. I'll give you one of the words for one point. Or if you each have it, I'll let you each uh, kind of write in and buzz in. Sure. I have the first one. Yeah, I have the first one. Okay. Uh, okay. I'll let you both go. What is it? Please. Please. Yeah, that's please. I'll give you each one point. So yeah, six, uh, six letters. A word that often precedes or predates thank yous please and state atop a pillow would be asleep oh my god <laughs> i mean, i had c lap <laughs> like, <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> asleep oh my gosh all right well i'll give it one point to each of you question number four last question of my round for little cost or poor quality and then who you hope to find at the end of the castle. Stu. Stu. <laughs> Cheap and peach. Yes, it is. <laughs> Cheap and peach. Nice. Who you That's hope to good. find at the end of the castle. Uh, all right. That is going into halftime. And the scores are Stu with nine, Rachel with four, myself with six. Nice. Nice job. And uh, we'll go back to Stu for his second round. Sweet time for you guys to catch up here. Uh, I, I'm throwing down. Uh, I think this might be the first time that Ryan actually gets to play it. A triple rhyme time. Hey. Oh. I see so, that I'm much better when I'm writing them than when I'm trying to answer them. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to give you a description and you need to give me the three rhyming words as an answer. Question number one. And uh, excuse me if, <laughs> if these are difficult because uh, this is my first time writing them. Question number one. It's common practice for this fantasy race to store all their valuables behind closed doors in their bedrooms rather than keeping them at the bank. It is common practice for this fantasy race to store all their valuables behind closed doors in their bedroom rather than keeping them at the bank. I have dwarven sock drawerven. <laughs> I love where that's going. <laughs> that's so, oh, that's good. 
Instead of at the bank. It is common practice for this fantasy race to store all their valuables behind closed doors in their bedrooms, rather than keeping them at the bank. I have no idea. How many different fantasy races are there? A handful. Uh, <laughs> I would say that this, this one, this one's contained. Uh, this one isn't within the Tolkien universe. <laughs> oh, it's not. It is. Oh, it is. Okay. Yes. Anything? Uh, my mind's my mind's struggling here. <laughs> it's struggling. so creative. I. I... Alrighty. Yeah, I don't know. This would be the Hobbit deposit closet. Ah. ah, I got closet and Hobbit, and I couldn't figure it out. Oh man, I said I take to a bank. I take but two I for one point. Three. <laughs> I wanted all three. I wasn't thinking. I, I wasn't thinking Hobbit at all. But Dwarven socks, Dwarven is, is <laughs> that is a favorite of mine, though. <laughs> I, I I will say just because of uh, my experience and tendency. Hobbit was the first thing that I jumped to and it was actually hard initially to find something to rhyme with it. <laughs> I was hoping that it would be the first one you jumped to as well. <laughs> no points on that one. Question number two. This microscopic bug knows exactly how long to steep his hot drinks for. He's so good that he might just win an award for it. This microscopic bug knows exactly how long to steep his hot drinks for. He's so good that he might just win an award for it. An award for it. He's up for an award. I have okay. two, I think. I have three, but one of them doesn't fit. <laughs> okay. You don't have three. <laughs> no, no, it fits within the rhyme, but not within the, the clue, if that makes sense. Okay, yeah, I mean... I, I have the BT nominee. Oh, I've All right, Ryan, nominee. what do you have? I have team nominee, but I, I'm stuck on Amoeba. <laughs> I will give you both one point for this one. This is the Flea T nominee, Flea. the microscopic oh, bug. Nice. nice. Flea T nominee. I don't know how small is microscopic. So I went like, yeah, Amoeba is the smallest thing I can think of. I couldn't, I didn't want to just say this really, really tiny bug. Right. <laughs> I don't know if it's microscopic, but I don't know. Maybe One it's point really big on a microscope. Yeah, right. He is mic anything's microscopic at that point. Right. <laughs> it's just really big. Nice. Uh, one point each on that one. And question number three. In their political campaign, this jacket-wearing weasel instructs people to cast their ballots with this catchy phrase. This catchy phrase is also the three rhyming words. Okay. In their political campaign, this jacket-wearing weasel instructs people to cast their ballots with this catchy phrase. Um, Jacket-wearing weasel. Jacket-wearing weasel is what started this whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> Which um, feels like such a good insult. Am I looking for a character or is this just like a term? No, this would be like, so the three rhyming words are, I guess it, if you spun this up as like a little mini story, right? It's just this sure, jacket wearing sure. weasel is running for campaign for office and the three rhyming words is what his campaign slogan is. He would tell people to do this. They'd cast okay. their ballots and he'd use his slogan. Oh, um, okay. I got, can, can you repeat it so I can get it yeah. in the right order? Sure. In this political campaign or in their political campaign, this jacket-wearing weasel instructs people to cast their ballots with this catchy phrase. I guess the clue doesn't read them out in order. Um, so okay. I guess I'll take any three rhyming words. It's totally fine. The vote coat stoat? I'll take that, yeah. This is the vote, oh, vote for overcoat stoat. <laughs> oh, good <laughs> Well nice. done. Two points to Rachel for that one. Wait, what That's is a stoat? A stoat's a type a of weasel. Oh, like, oh, I guess it's not necessarily native weasel. to England. Yeah. Okay. Nice. I like that. They're kind of in that family. I think they're a lot smaller. They're not as like long and skinny. Yeah. Um, they're related to ferrets. I'm pretty sure. But nice. Question number four, and the final question of my round. This scholarly individual is a mainstay at their college campus. Everyone knows they're a genius, but they would never say a word about it to anyone. This scholarly individual is a mainstay at their college campus. Everyone knows they're a genius, but they would never say a word about it to anyone. 
I'm going to start making mine easier. <laughs> <laughs> I like yours, though. Stu, you're really good at them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I'm, I, no, I'm pretty sure that I lose. I, I, compared to Nathan, I lose out every oh. time. <laughs> Nathan's very good at them. I'm terrible. <laughs> this has been one really? of my best rounds ever. <laughs> we just have a certain symbiotic brain space. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they, they can almost finish each other's sentences. It's actually kind of scary. Um, I'm stuck on like multiple directions. So I don't know if it's like silent and mime and it's academic and smart. None of these rhyme. All of those are close, but find synonyms for them. I will take two of them for one point. I'm also a little confused where. So there's like the smart and academic. Yeah, so a scholar know of him. Yeah, so a scholarly individual. Uh-huh. A mainstay at their college campus. And okay. the fact that they'd never say a word about their, their genius to anyone. I have one word and I don't think it fits because I can't find a word of any kind that rhymes with it. <laughs> I feel like it's pretty off base, but is it cuz you said he's wouldn't say a word. Is it a lesser professor? Oh, I like that one. Uh, no. Rachel, do you have any guesses? Well, uh, the first word I have is an academic. Yeah. Okay. And uh, you try to work from that and you get nothing. Got it. So, yeah, well, that's where I'm at. This would be the Astute Institute Mute. Ah. Oh, that's good. Astute, never say that is good. About it to anyone. <laughs> Very astute. Astute. Thanks. Nice. That's the end of my round. What All are the right. scores at, Ryan? Uh, the scores are myself and Rachel tied at seven and Stu with nine. So still a very close game. And uh, Rachel, it is your round. Okay. So getting back to standard rounds for Rachel, um, we're going to talk about national flowers. Hmm. Um, these are the flower official flowers of oh. different countries. So um, yeah, pretty much. Just listen to the question and tell me what the flower is. Right on. Okay. Made famous by the sound of music, this little white flower is the national flower of both Austria and Switzerland. Stu? Go ahead, Stu. Daisy? It is not, no. Right. Uh, I haven't seen the sound of music in right. ever. I don't. Go ahead, Ryan. Is it Lily? Um. No, I will give you guys a clue for one point, is that I believe there is a song in The Sound of Music named after this flower. I think it's in The Sound of Music. If it's not, it is still a famous song. Every rose has a song. <laughs> <laughs> a little uh, long decade, Ryan. Oh my gosh. No guesses? Ryan. Go ahead, Ryan. I mean, this is probably even further off. Is it a pansy? No. Okay. Think German. Stu, do you have any guesses? I have nothing. German flower. Okay. Idlevice. Idlevice. Uh, this is the Idlevice. I don't know what an Idlevice is. I don't is. know what an Idlevice is either. <laughs> it's a little white mountain flower. Idlevice. Very pretty. Nice. The nice Idlevice. <laughs> thrice. 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 <laughs> question number two this flower is one of the most famous flowers in the entire world and um the primary symbol for romance it is also the national flower of more than four countries including bulgaria and the united states ryan stoop i heard you guys at the same time so uh go ahead and buzz in both of you okay ryan you can oh, go first i i wrote it down though. I'm gonna only only gonna preface that we've talked about flowers before and that it's yeah. always wrong. So I don't feel like it's gonna be right, but I wrote down rose. That's what I wrote Stu down too. <laughs> well, you're both right. Oh, the national sweet. flower of the United States is rose. Bulgaria is purportedly the home and birthplace of roses. It is um it is I counted at least four countries in the list, although I wasn't paying attention after I saw four. So it's the more than four bros. countries. The rose, the rose bros. bros. The rose bros um, knows. <laughs> Rose, the Rose Bros knows where it goes. <laughs> I'm just going to triple rhyme time all these answers till they're right. 
Question number three. Uh, this aquatic flower is an ancient symbol and the, and the national flower of both Egypt and India. Stew. Oh, uh, I heard stew first. Sorry, Ryan. This is the lotus. It is the yeah. lotus. Absolutely beautiful. I tried to grow it. Did not have a pot large enough to accommodate it. I got the answer from going to Magic the Gathering. <laughs> I got the answer from Avatar The Last Airbender. <laughs> hey, wherever you get it, you got it. Where did these idiots get their knowledge base from? <laughs> Nickelodeon and trading cards. Hey, you know what? Here's a funny story. You know how we talk about like studying up on plants and learning how to care for them best? Yeah. You know where I have like specialized plant lights and all that jazz? Do you know where I've had plants grow best? In office where? settings where they get to be under fluorescent lights. Even if I leave for weeks at a time, they're always just so happy in offices. <laughs> That's how like, it be sometimes. <laughs> I know. It's like, I've got fancy grow lights. Why don't I just buy those horrendous office fluorescent lights? Right. They'd love it. They'd be happy. <laughs> Um, okay, last but not least, this one is a more basic one, largely because this national flower is so famous. What is the very famous national flower of Scotland? Oh. Clue, it is purple. Stew? Go ahead, Stew. The hyacinth? It is not. Ryan, do you have a guess? A daffodil. Daffodils are orange, Ryan. Oh, excuse me, yellow. I will give you one more clue, which is you definitely would not want to fall into a bed of these. Every rose has <laughs> Okay, okay. I'm oh. just going to go to because Ryan will start singing. Stu? Uh, no, it's I, a violet because they're poisonous to dogs. Like, that's the only like, connection <laughs> I have in my head there. Maybe, uh, maybe I've just grown up in an area where they actually grow naturally as well. This is a thistle. Oh, uh, okay. They're very spiky. Not something you want to grab. Hey, what's your yes. national flag? Thistle. <laughs> it's cool. I mean, you see it on a lot of Scottish things. It's cool. It's uh, the flowers are um, the flowers themselves aren't sharp, but they almost look look like little purple spike balls. Oh, oh. cool. I was waiting for tulip. I thought you were going to go for Netherlands. Yeah. Well, tulip is the national flower of more than one country. Well, you said the rose is like four. Yeah. Most of these had more than one country, which you had to be. Sure. Yeah. But no, I did not do Tulip because it was too easy for you guys, and you guys are very smart, so. And we've done Tulip like four times on this show, too. Yeah, that too. Having questions has never stopped anyone from getting them wrong multiple times. <laughs> this is also true. <laughs> Even after three years. I, right. Like I say, my least favorite rounds are the ones where Ryan goes over questions we've gotten wrong before because <laughs> I haven't learned anything. <laughs> There's pressure there. Yeah. All right. Going into the last round, it is Rachel with seven, myself with nine, Stu with 11, and it's very close. And uh, we're going to kick off the new year with some good old-fashioned general trivia. Ooh. So we're going to do this uh, geek bracket style where I have six total questions, and I will put the round names in chat, and you both will go back and forth, and we'll do four total questions out of here. And we have classic toys... In the air tonight, not made of cheese, <laughs> animal parts, troublemakers, and almost lit opening lines. <laughs> <laughs> Who goes first? Uh, Rachel, since you're down, uh, I'll let you go first. Um, I'm going to just go with because I cannot not choose this one. Not made of cheese. <laughs> <laughs> that was my choice, too. Nice. <laughs> All right. Not made of cheese. Uh, this is a question about the moon. What is the name of the dust on the moon surface that is a huge concern for astronauts given how sharp and fine the particles are, which is a risk for tearing spacesuits and being brought on board accidentally and released into the air of the spaceship? What is the name of the dust on the moon surface? fiberglass <laughs> it's kind of like that there's a technical name for it uh oh if, rachel yeah rachel go for it uh rachel moon cheese <laughs> <laughs> not moon cheese and full disclosure uh i was gonna clue i was gonna use 
the the answer as the clue and then you just guess the moon but then i had i come up with not made of cheese and i didn't want to lose that as a question topic <laughs> <laughs> so i gave you the harder likely of the topics which is what is the actual name for this uh atmospheric dust that is on the primarily on the moon surface but also on other planet surfaces all i got is asbestos and i know that's not right <laughs> <laughs> it's not asbestos um, this, I got nothing else. This would be a regolith. Regolith. Oh, regolith. I've never heard that word in my life. It is the name <laughs> of the, the dust and everything that comes up on it. But because the gravity is so light and there's no other things on the on the moon, like eroding it or moving it, um, you have these very, very fine, like dust-like particles, but they're extremely sharp and they actually oh. risk tearing spacesuits which is obviously a bad thing but also so there's actually i heard adam savage talking about this this is what drew up the question um so they've done a lot of things to spacesuit technology to protect that but even more important is if it were to get into the spacesuit and actually into the or in the spaceship and actually into the air and they swallowed it it would it can do uh, severe damage because of how sharp those particles are so there's actually a whole system for how they get into a there's actually like working on things where they basically back up onto the um, like the dome of you know where they're going to board. Then they get unzipped from the back, and then they come into a a locking chamber so that the spacesuit stays outside, so that they don't risk bringing it inside. Whoa, uh, which is really cool. Uh, and that is all because of the dangers of a regolith. Wow, not moon parmesan for Rachel. <laughs> moon parmesan. <laughs> They lost out by not naming it that. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Probably so. Uh, Stu, what is your uh, round? Which one do you want to go with? I'm tempted to do In the Air tonight for Phil Collins, <laughs> but I also don't know any Phil Collins trivia unless it's about Tarzan, so I don't know if I could risk that. I'm going to go with Classic <laughs> Toys. All right, Classic Toys. What funny, what, or sorry, what quote, funny face man evolved from a post-World War II concern that kids would waste vegetables, turning them into toys, and later was shipped with a plastic body once regulations forced the company to stop releasing sharp plastic pieces? Stu. Rachel. Uh, Stu. Mr. Potato Head. This would be Mr. Potato Head. Yep. The toy was... Uh, Originally, uh, just a bunch of you know ears and pieces that were very sharp, so they could stick them on potatoes and fruit and stuff like that. And then uh, they had to not release those, so they doled them down to the point where they basically were futile to try to actually put them into a potato or anything similar. <laughs> so then that led to the actual plastic body that got released. Huh. I didn't know that. And, yeah, um, I didn't know yeah. that either. Marketed as the funny face man. That would be Mr. Potato Head. Two points of stew. And uh, we still have In the Air Tonight, Animal Parts, Troublemakers, and Almost Lit Opening Lines. And Rachel, where do you want to go? Um, because I'm a person who often forgets what I am saying or messes up what I'm saying about halfway through, I'm going to go with Almost Lit Opening Lines. <laughs> All right. Uh, this is a, a famous... So if we remember that line was lit, uh, this yeah. is the uh, <laughs> literature opening lines, but not exactly the opening line. So the question is, what book's opening line continues its famous start with? And uh, I'm just going to tell you now, this is kind of long, so just buzz in if you know it. Feel free to cut me off. What book's opening line continues with its famous start? It was the age of wisdom. It was the age of foolishness. It was the Rachel. epoch of belief. Rachel. <laughs> this is a tale of two cities. This is a tale of two cities. Okay. <laughs> Very famous opening. Yeah, basically, uh, yeah, the, the stark contrast, age of foolishness, age of, age of wisdom, season of light, season of darkness. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. That would be a tale yes. of two cities. Uh, and that, that line ends with, uh, we had everything before us. We had nothing before us. We were all going direct to heaven. We were all going direct the other way. <laughs> and uh, Stu, last question of the game is going to go to you. It's got to be animal parts. Animal parts. <laughs> animal parts is what animal doesn't have horns, but rather ossicones, which are hard cartilage bumps that are largely unknown. Why specifically they are there? Which animal doesn't have horns, but rather ossicones? 
large you said large cartilage bumps which are hard uh uh not not large um cartilage bumps that are hard to yeah rationalize that on animals but yeah hard hard cartilage bumps uh that are largely unknown why specifically they are there not horns but rather ossicones what animal this would be a large animal yeah does not have horns but rather ossicones oh no wait no ah they're worth the shot stew <laughs> stew elephant not elephant okay any guess rachel rachel, rachel. capillary not a capillary no they have a weird crested thing on top of their head ossicones which are hard cartilage bumps that are largely unknown why specifically they are there the same like elbows, hard cartilage bumps. <laughs> Any other guess? I got nothing. All right. I'm gonna... These would be. All right, go ahead. No, no, go for okay. it. Okay. Uh, these are not horns on the head, but rather ossicones that are on the top of giraffes. Oh, man. Oh. Okay, yeah. Which are those little bump things. They're not actual horns. And there's a lot, there's confusion as to why they are there uh some thoughts are um because they're actually there from birth and they're not actually connected to the skull or the cranium they sit sort of on top in like a uh, like the cartilage that builds on top of it so there's some thought that maybe it's to help baby giraffes um like not hit their heads like essentially (laughs) help protect them in some way um the other thought which i that was really cool is that a giraffe's one of their primary defenses is that they can swing their neck really hard. Um, and they can actually, they actually neck it's like they can get into necking battles either with an enemy (laughs) or anything else. And the thought is that it's literally extra weight so that the pendulum swing of their neck actually has more force behind it, which was interesting. And it's hard enough that it can actually knock out a big cat potentially whoa which is cool um so yeah but they uh do not have horns they have ossicones and they can be depending on the species anywhere between i think if i read correctly anywhere between two and four of them on their heads wow yeah i didn't know that giraffes (laughs) so cool and uh that is the end of the game already. And the scores are myself and rachel tied at nine but Stu pulling ahead uh, winner, winner, chicken dinner, triple rhyme time with 13 points. Ooh, nice, nice job. Although Thank winner, you. winner, chicken dinner is a, uh, I believe a blackjack term for 21, but it is 13 points all the same. That's a good, <laughs> <laughs> you'd actually never want a 13 in blackjack. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> all right. And, uh, yeah, nice. congrats. Thank you. That was fun. That was a lot of literary things, which is, right, which is hilarious that we all came to that conclusion together. Starting off a new year, read your books. Everyone wants to read. That is the end of the game, and uh, this episode, uh, a cup, or uh, we can start giving out uh, a pick each episode. Uh, we give out a game, a movie experience, something like that. We recommend you check out. And uh, today, Stu, you have the pick. I do. Uh, mine is actually a YouTube channel. Uh, and the YouTube channel is called Climate Town. Uh, this I know this. You I know about Climate Town? No yeah. way. I, I love this guy. Um, so the Climate Town is a YouTube channel. It stars, I, it might be edited and filmed by one guy. Uh, I think it is, actually. He is a, um, oh gosh, I can't think of his technical degree. But he's an expert in, essentially, climate. Like, I mean, like, uh, but not just, sorry, I'm trying to find a way. To, like, he's a student, to think right? Or he's a, like a... I think he got his master's. I think he already graduated, but um, he started when he was still in college, but about like, why can I not global warming and stuff like that? Sorry. Like what's the, yeah. Like environmental research. And there we go. Thank you. Yes. Um, Yeah. So he's a, like an, an expert on environmental impact and, and everything. And so he makes videos about different topics around that. um, Lots of which on global warm, global warming, pollution, things along those lines. And he's also extremely entertaining. Uh, I don't know if he ever did any acting classes or not, but man, he is the way he edits his videos and the way he presents the information is fantastic. He does a great job of it, but it's all extremely well researched 
And also he's just well-versed on the topic in general. Right. And so he'll dig into a lot of different things. Um, one of which was him, him diving into interviews with, uh, a high level employee from, I think it's Exxon Mobil and them having conversations around, you know, some very illegal things that the company does <laughs> and things like that. And it's, it, he dives into some hard stuff about it and it's very educational. And so that's why I recommend it, but it's also very entertaining. So that would be climate town on YouTube. Nice. nice. Yeah, that was cool. And yeah, he has like a uh, good research and stuff, but also like a very uh, like vloggy type thing where it's like sometimes he cuts in himself as multiple characters and stuff yeah. like I've seen before. I have watched that one. The one I was specifically thinking of is one called city beautiful, um, which is, uh, I guess not a formal pick, but a pseudo pick I put it in, which is um, really this guy who is, I believe, a city planner and is like su- super geeks out over like trains and grids and cul-de-sacs. And, and there's a whole thing about uh, O'Hare, the airport in Chicago, having oh. uh, cemeteries and can they be moved on in the land and all sorts of stuff about metro systems. Not to take away from your pick, but that's the one that I no, but- it, it drew me to. Um, but yeah, the climate towns one uh i need to watch i need to watch a little bit more of but uh that one's a really good one too that's awesome i didn't know about the other one so thank you for letting me know on that (laughs) yeah for sure uh we'll put a few links in there yeah i remember i'm looking at the page now i remember he has a a big video on uh the fast like you know fast Fast fashion fashion. and stuff like that yeah which that actually drove my wife and i to to do a lot more research on the clothes that we buy and stuff like that video specifically had a major impact on me uh, and so now I've done a lot more research on what I'm buying, uh, like a lot more. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's actually what, what drove me to want this to be my pick in the first place. So I'm glad that somebody else has seen it. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. We'll, we'll definitely put links in and, um, yeah, if, if you are listening and you have a, uh, a pick that we could shout out on the show or trivia topic idea, it's a brand new year, looking for awesome new ideas and just to engage with the community more, uh, you email those things are wrong at gmail.com. Also things are wrong.com, uh, plus all the social media stuff at things that got wrong. Uh, hoping to get back on track with some of that stuff in the new year. And, uh, our next episode will be late January. So stick tuned for that. And, uh, thanks again to the team here, Stu and Rachel. Thank you, Ryan and Rachel. Thank you. It's been a fun one and it will be a fun new year full of lots of rounds and everything. Uh, We're excited for it. Uh, Keep going strong. And uh, until next time, we will see you later.